This podcast is sponsored by Prime Super, providing straightforward superannuation solutions to Australian businesses for over 20 years. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. I'm with uh, OPAN Chief Craig Gear. Craig, um, what will OPAN do better? You were talked about bringing all the states together, but uh, apart from that, I mean, what else will OPAN be doing in the future? Yep, so one of the things we want to really do is have older people know about our services and know about the value of having a aged care advocate to walk alongside them and to help them raise their issues themselves, to really empower them to um, stand up for their rights in aged care. So we're looking to increase, I suppose, our reach and our brand so that people know that we're there when they need them. We, not everyone will need us, but when if they do need us, we want them to know how to get to us through our 1800, 700, 600 number. The other thing we're trying to do is bring a bit of national consistency across the program um, is trying to um, make sure that the person who is in the north of Queensland gets a similar service and similar advice and information um, and accurate information as someone in a city or in a, um, one of the capital cities in Sydney or something like that. So that's the opportunity that OPAM brings is to bring us together around that. You touched a bit on the Royal Commission you appeared. Um, how long do you think post-Royal Commission will it take to, to get the sector right? How long will it, you know? So one of the things I'm pleased about is that there is a reform program that's continuing on and um, we're heavily involved with that with other organisations like CODA and Dementia Australia and, and the National Aged Care Alliance, so service providers through there as well, so AXA and LASER um, and those types of organisations. However, I think there will be some fundamental things that will need investment and it will take time to change. If we want to steer this ship in a different direction around workforce and around expectations and culture, that takes quite a bit of time. Um, and so while we might have started that journey, I think it's going to be a two to three to, to ten year journey to actually get the system at the place that we want it to be, where it is that person-centredness approach and, and not just tokenistic in saying that, but real person-centredness. And obviously you are advocates for the people, the aged care residents. Um, is, uh, is it a problem that probably improvements are going to bite into margins of providers? Do you see that as a, as a barrier to improving care? So the providers that are out there at the moment who deliver really good care, and they do it and they're still financially viable, I think it's that finding that sweet spot where actually focusing on the consumer and their family and having transparent conversations with them, um, setting expectations, focusing on what they, particularly that individual person wants, that's going to bring good good care and deliver a profitable and sustainable model. Um, over time, yes, there will be a need to look at the funding model. And I think um, the, the opportunity here with things like the RUCS study and classification system, maybe those will get a more sensitive approach to aged care needs. Um, will it bite into margins? Possibly a little bit in the in the first place, but I think it will become people will become smarter and better about how they deliver their care uh, in a way that attracts customers. Um, you talked about the Royal Commission again, like I said up there. Um, have you learned anything? Were you surprised by anything? You mentioned that a lot of people have said, "Oh, these are things we already know." But is there anything that has surprised you? So it was interesting how. As, as some of the submissions come through and I talk to colleagues and some of the ideas about what's needed and to fix it, things like the um, 
clinical schools within residential facilities. So actually having aged care as a, a vital and, um, uh, I suppose, interesting place for um, registered nurses to work and to train. And we had those ideas back in probably the 90s, yet they fell off. So I think some of this is about we have these pockets of ideas, but how do we propagate that across the system? That's the thing that's surprising me is that there's not... We know what some of those things that need to happen. We know what's going to build the brand of aged care and what was going to make people respected, respect aged care and want to work in aged care, um, but we haven't funded it sustainably. So I think that hopefully was what will come out from the Royal Commission is a sustainability of these efforts rather than just pockets.